Do you listen to music on vinyl, CDs, or your phone? Do you read a newspaper by turning pages or scrolling on an iPad? How do you adjust to changes in technology? Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your boomer host, Bernie Lucas. A question for boomers. Have you kept up with technology? If you're hearing this, you've heard of the internet and podcasts. Smirk, smirk. Are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat? How do you hear your music? See movies? Where do you get your news? Adjusting to technology was a daily thing for me before retirement because I edited and produced audio for a living. By my observation, I was ahead of the curve in boomer circles, but barely kept up when compared to Gen X, Gen Y, and millennials. How about you? This topic hit me as I was making a playlist on iTunes. This 12-song list included everything from Frankie Valli to Blake Shelton to Bruno Mars, a very small representation of my diverse music taste. What hit me, however, are the adjustments I've made in how I listen to recorded music. Thanks to my sister, who's even more of a pack rat than I am, I still own the very first record I ever had. It's a kid's song on red vinyl, and if I had a 60-year-old turntable with a 78 RPM speed option, I could play it. I don't. Vinyl was the only form of recorded music in my youth. Maybe yours, too, depending on where on the boomer spectrum you may be. And the more popular format was the 45 RPM single, that 7-inch diameter record with a large hole in it, requiring an adapter to play it on a typical turntable of the era that could play that speed and 33 and a third. If you know what those numbers mean, you're probably a boomer or a history major. If you don't, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. During my college years, and at the beginning of my 48-year radio career, I amassed a vinyl record collection numbering several hundred albums and a few hundred 45s. The heavy-duty shelves on which those gems were displayed covered an entire wall of the living room of every place I lived. I moved a lot, which meant transporting this collection was more challenging than moving my furniture. At some point, I began buying music on cassettes, mostly skipping the 8-track years. Switching to cassettes resulted in rebuying many albums and the corresponding technology on which to play them, but the portability was worth it, and I kept the albums and the turntables, too. Then came CDs, those wonderful, allegedly indestructible discs with perfect sound. No more pops and scratches, no more wearing out albums, no tangled tape. Of course, that means buying some albums for the third time or the fourth or the fifth in the case of those I wore out, like Carol King's Tapestry, Fleetwood Mac album, Rolling Stone's Greatest Hits. My CD collection grew to more than 500. Fast forward to around 2018. Do you know the, what fast forward means and where that comes from? Just wondering. My vinyl collection went from 600 or more in the late 70s to about 10 today. 
My cassette collection shrunk from 200 to zero, and my CD collection is probably down to about 100. But I still have plenty of music, and the music I listen to the most fits in my pocket. How's that for an adjustment? My iTunes library currently contains 1,500 songs. They're all on my phone and my iPad. If the average album contains 12 songs, a 500-CD album has about 6,000 songs. The average hit album of most popular genres spawns two or three good songs, and many impulsively purchased albums end up with one good song that you tire of listening to within a few months. Hence the trend back to the single. I think most music bought online these days is done one song at a time. Uptown Funk was the most popular pop song during the month I wrote the first draft of this for my blog. Can you name another song on that album? All of this means that the 1,500 songs on my phone are nearly all the songs I want from my 100 CDs anyway. Time to ditch those too. All but 150 of the 1,500 songs were imported from those CDs. By the way, I think I regularly listen to fewer than 250 of those songs, but sometimes I really am in the mood for Mozart. Or Van Halen. And those songs are there when I want them, without an exhaustive search for a CD. Fast forward again to today in 2023, I'm not sure about this, but I think the streaming services might replace buying songs. I still prefer to buy the songs on iTunes and make my own playlists. But most people I know, boomers or otherwise, listen to curated playlists on Spotify, Pandora, the iHeart app. Pick a genre, an artist, or an era, hit play, and listen to hours of music that an algorithm thinks you want to hear. Click thumbs up or thumbs down on any given song and the playlist algorithm adjusts accordingly. (laughs) That's a wonderful option, and I occasionally utilize it myself, but I have yet to hear a curated playlist in which Jason Aldean, The Cranberries, In Excess, Camila Cabello, The Beatles, Earth, Wind & Fire, U2, Keith Urban, Pink, and The Monkees play back-to-back. But my iTunes playlist called Just Surprise Me 2 does exactly that. That's part of my adjustment to technology. A few years ago, I reconnected with an old high school friend asking him for an update on retired life. In my email correspondence, I also asked him if he was on Facebook and if he was aware of the iHeartRadio or Pandora apps. He said he heard of them all, but he didn't have any interest in any of it. And the only reason he even had a cell phone, an old flip phone, by the way, is so his wife wouldn't worry about him when he was out on a long bicycle ride. His adjustment to technology is to stay away from most of it. I will not criticize his choices because simplifying life can be a very positive way to age. I could learn something from that. I'm glad he has email. Otherwise, uh, we'd never be in touch. I don't remember the last time I wrote or mailed an actual letter. Do you? Facebook has been a remarkable tech method of finding old friends and relatives, 
and I'm grateful for that aspect of it. I have personal Twitter and Instagram accounts, so I know what my younger friends are talking about, but they're not especially useful to me. This podcast has a Twitter account, too. I think it's amusing that Facebook has become more of a boomer platform. Many millennials, Gen X, and Gen Zers moved on when they discovered their parents were on Facebook. Did that happen to you? I'm grateful that you are tech-savvy enough to be listening to this podcast, but are you on any other social media platforms? One more technology adjustment question. Where do you get your news? If you're a boomer, you grew up reading newspapers or watching one of three TV network news channels. Are those still your choices for keeping up to date? Or have you traded flipping daily newspaper pages with ink-stained hands in for scrolling on your iPad? Do you watch the nightly news on ABC, CBS, or NBC? Or do you channel surf through dozens or hundreds of cable or internet news channels? many of which present news with the political biases that match your own? Do you watch the news in real time, or do you prefer on-demand news? Do you watch the news on television or on an iPad, or maybe your phone? Speaking of phones, do you talk to people on your phone? Do your kids or grandkids understand the term phone call and dial the number? If you really want to confuse a non-boomer, Find a rotary phone and ask them if they know how to use it. Maybe they won't laugh so hard when you ask them to help you figure out how to FaceTime or airdrop. I love the potential of technology, but until recently, I was not compelled to have the latest and greatest. The only reason I had the latest iPhone is that the previous model wasn't available the day my earlier iPhone crapped out. What other technology have you adjusted to? And do you view it as favorable or unfavorable? A rear view camera in your car? Voice to text software? A voice remote on your TV? Hey Siri, is Dick Van Dyke still alive? And how old is he? Alexa, will it rain today? I have adjusted to technology just fine. It's the speed of change and sometimes uselessness of technological advances that I'm having a little trouble adjusting to. What about you? I'm Bernie Lucas. Thanks for adjusting to this podcast. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. Are you planning for retirement? If you're retired, did you plan for it? Did you practice for retirement? That's what's up on Episode 7. Learn more about Boomer Life at BoomerRandomness.com. Check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook and on Twitter at BoomerRandom1. Okay, Boomer. Thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness.